0: ...that that is a Russian disinformation campaign.
1: ...which today we learned was all due to Russian trolls.
0: Hey everyone, this is Austin. And Jasmine. And this is Russian disinformation. So this is our first video recording of our podcast and just kind of be patient with us and our shitty internet connection and our shitty sound. But I'm really excited to be posting this on YouTube. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You guys gonna see our faces.
1: For one. Put the face <laughs> I know the name the voice.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is like the first time I've done my makeup in what like a month like you guys get, you guys give me a reason to do my face and my hair and I really appreciate it
1: <laughs> well, it's perfect for our feminist episode
0: I know right I shouldn't have to put on a bra and do my makeup to present myself to the world and it's all the patriarchy <laughs> I know.
1: explain the patriarchy just kind of like how uh AOC blamed Ted Cruz for almost being murdered can we talk about that oh before? yeah
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. AOC in the fucking news right now getting dragged. She got fact-checked by the f- Twitter fact-checkers.
1: <laughs> and I know. immediately sent out an email to everybody who subscribes to her mailing list and was like, go on Twitter and report anything you see about me. Like, okay, Smollett. AOC uh, Smollett.
0: I know. All the fucking memes coming out right now are amazing. My favorite one is the Reno 911 Uh, clip with Nick Swanson's character the fucking rollerblading prostitute on the ground saying he got murdered they're like no 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 you didn't get murdered you're alive
1: I know (laughs) exactly or her crying in the Capitol, like how she cried in the parking lot I don't know her lying and inconsistencies is bizarre and the fact that she's been going so hard about almost dying and doing a two-hour live and trying to call for Ted Cruz to um stepped down from his position and just to come to find out she was like almost a mile away from the capitol building
0: yeah you know what she kind of reminds me of like. fucking gretchen wieners <laughs> <laughs> exactly. her- yeah like
1: she. what was that sorry i was like i just can't like every time she opens her mouth I just am like, oh, my God, I really cannot believe this is a congresswoman and that people idolize her every time she talks. I can't. It gets worse. Every yeah. Time.
0: And she doesn't know. when. Like, that's the thing with her. Like, she does not know when to stop. She literally does not know when to fucking stop. Like, when you saw her, when Ted Cruz retweeted her and it was like, I can get with this. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, they could put their differences aside and actually work with the general public on trying to you know basically fuck over the hedge fund billionaires mm-hmm. and then she's like no you almost tried to murder me like i honestly really hope that ted cruz brings uh, a lawsuit on her
1: oh really that <laughs> is, like 100 percent sue her you're calling i mean everyone's been calling him the zodiac killer for like four years but yeah legitimately, <laughs> i mean like, really... he really called on people to murder me as she's hiding in a bathroom where there were no rioters at all it's just crazy, and the fact that she has been so vocal about getting people to step down and liars and threats in the Capitol, and she's been lying the whole time—that's crazy and lack of self awareness.
0: Yeah, and she's and she's like the radicalizer in chief too. It just—I uh,
1: i want to squirt bottle. She, like.
0: Stop! Yeah, they (laughs) just fucking Nancy Pelosi. Actually, here's my tinfoil hat. I'm gonna. I have a tinfoil hat about this. I wholeheartedly think that she got fact checked by the Twitter gods because Nancy Pelosi told her to keep her in
1: line. Like this looks. I know Nancy probably like this bitch keeps. Yeah, starting shit. I don't think they really like her. They use her because she attracts the younger millennials. But I feel like, yeah, exactly. The establishment Democrats hate her, I feel. And she's going after Schumer. I know she's going to run against him for uh, Senate majority. And that's going to be scary shit.
0: Well, she can't do Senate majority. She's in house.
1: No, but she might run it for the Senate.
0: Oh, like she might run Mm. for the Senate and then come Senate majority Mm later. There's no way there's no way oh. they would not let her do that she she's just a fucking chihuahua attack dog like that's all she is to the democratic party they don't believe her yeah. and they don't stand with her when it really matters at all like she even rashida to
1: herself she yeah. all this yeah. shit and then votes for nancy i can't these people drive me nuts yeah and she's they, still okay. going today about oh i see you if people try and down talk your trauma i'm here for you bitch what trauma you weren't there that I that just oh
0: yeah her little hashtag me too movement movement Mm -hmm. I was floored I was floored I'm sorry like I know what it feels like I okay let me rephrase this let me back up for a minute people experience (laughs) trauma their own way Mm-hmm. Obviously, every like I experienced my trauma the way that I did, which was just post memes about it and totally just laugh it off. You know what I mean? Right. But when you're dealing with stacked trauma, especially like in a sex sexual assault trauma, and then an a, a uh, almost dying almost dying mm-hmm. because of terrorist trauma, mm-hmm. you don't stand on you don't you don't go on alive and you go. <sighs> Yeah, I was almost killed, and this is it just reminds me of being you know a sexual assaulted gaslighter, like
1: it, yeah. On top of the fact that okay, you legitimately thought Ted Cruz was calling on a gang of people to kill you, yet you're trying to roast him every single day, and then you're scared of uh, what is it, Lo- uh, Lauren Bobert because she wants to carry a oh. gun, and she's like, oh, she's gonna shoot me, like really you're not that important the whole world isn't coming for you you're literally just annoying
0: yeah yeah and like i said that's just it really that really fucking bothered me also everyone i wasn't ever sexually assaulted i was physically assaulted and then dealt with like a really traumatizing death at this like within like 48 hours (laughs) so i gotta know what you know just so you know, I know what stack trauma feels like. And that's not how I was acting or anybody else for that matter that I know deals with stack trauma. That's not how they act
1: at yeah. all. Like but go to just, therapy you and put your fucking Twitter down. And yeah, how did she not think that people were going to realize like, dude, your story makes no sense. You're backtracking. Yeah. People are going to call you out. It's because she thinks she's untouchable. And they already know they have big tech and MSM behind them so they can say and do whatever they feel. Yeah. And, and guess obviously, what? they can't. Feminism gave her her platform to talk all this shit.
0: Oh, what a segue. But before we do that, I also want to let everybody know what our future episodes are going to be. So next week, we're going to be getting with Steaks for Breakfast podcasts. Uh, these dudes are fucking hilarious i really recommend them uh check them out i always tag them up in my uh what's in my stories on instagram but we are going to get with them next week on the 11th and we're going to stop uh talk about the 1619 uh what is it education program and then critical race theories so you can hear me and jasmine get really problematic with critical <laughs> race theory <laughs> i got I got a lot to say about critical race theory, and I'm gonna look like Grant, a uh, fucking Clint Eastwood and Grant Torino during that episode and this episode.
1: Our white <laughs> side versus our like Mexican side, just battling internally.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then next week, also, we're gonna have our friend Jessica on she is a what would you say like a holistic healer, life Mm -hmm. coach? She's fucking dope. I've known this girl since like junior high, we played ball together and her growth and her transformation over the last like, four years has been amazing to watch. And she's also a huge uh, uh, astrology buff. And next week, we're gonna be talking about the New World Order and the Age of Aquarius and how the global elites are gonna use it to usher in their agenda. <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna be really fun and really lighthearted. And we get to just talk about the stars because we're basic.
1: I know. I uh, you, and then, she can break down what's happening in the universe and we'll break down the bullshit that's going on in our country and with all of Oh things. yeah elitist
0: globalist elites. yeah all the elites all the elites at davos are harnessing the power of saturn to usher in their new world order it's gonna be fun because mm-hmm. and also the day after that's my 30th birthday everybody <gasps> <laughs> i'm having a little existential crisis uh but anyway so today as i said we're gonna talk about feminism we're gonna go ahead and break down the different waves of feminism. There's there's technically seven, but uh, we're gonna only do the first three waves, and we are also gonna talk about the Marxist cultural revolution that's going on in our country, and uh, our friends over at Davos and the World Economic Forum, and how they are trying to subvert America, and basically all of our problems in this country are because of commies, <laughs> basically
1: <it's called laughs> communists, and. It sounds crazy to say. And when you tell people the communists are taking over, they're like, what the hell? But no, they really are. And it's a um, cultural takeover. It's not like they're rushing our borders and coming in and being dictators. It's a cultural takeover of Marxism. And we're watching it right before our eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you would have told me this shit like four years ago before I took my red pill, I would have been like, you guys are crazy. You're just like Alex Jones. You don't, you guys don't, you shouldn't have a platform. Like I would have just completely dismissed it. And then after like researching for this episode for the last week, like all I see now and all I hear is communist propaganda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And from kindergarten all the way through universities on commercials mainstream media and it's good to just be aware yeah if you're into communism i mean sure i guess this is great for you but in reality this is a huge danger to not only women but society as a whole and uh they're really taking over everything that women have worked for and that start out with good intentions and then twisting it into this perverse and um kind of just community like uh, inclusivity, alter. yeah it's inclusivity and it's just in a way so that they can take over i mean i guess that's a good way to put it so let's just kind of jump into the first wave and see what feminism there. was yeah feminism was supposed to be and what it has evolved or i could say devolved into today
0: yeah and it's and, and it's really like it's so unfortunate like Okay. And this is really important that you guys listen to this because we're going to reference first, second, and third wave feminism this entire time. Mm-hmm. So pay attention. <laughs> so first wave, first wave feminism is woman suffrage. We could have rights. We can vote. You know, good old just being a human.
1: <laughs> right. 19th Amendment. Uh... Was created in 1919, which actually gave women the right to vote and have equal contract and property laws, which, okay, yeah, women are human beings, right? Everybody agrees with that. Well, except incels, I guess, but that is like the heart of feminism. Um, That's like by Dorothy Day, Jane Addams, um, a lot of those early pioneers of feminism,
0: yeah. And then second wave feminism came around and it kind of just expanded on that. And I would say that like, again, this is a very arbitrary number. This is totally just opinion that 90% of women are second wave feminism, feminists, and probably ninety nine point nine ninety nine percent men are second wave feminists. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't think of a single person who isn't like this, unless they're like, I don't know. Uh, an like, about, like an incel or some type of like fundamentalist do you know what I mean hmm. uh, fundamental like any religion but second wave feminism came around in the 80 oh no that was third wave came around the 80s uh, second wave was like 50s and 60s ish and that is when we expanded on it and women started having like bodily autonomy, Roe versus Wade. Uh, we were able to actually get like a mortgage without having a co-signer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it started kind of expanding on also what makes you a woman and outside of just being a mom and running a household, you know, being that Stepford wife. And it was also very uh, uh, white, middle-class upper little upper and middle-class focused Mm -hmm. suburban mom. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's really what it was. And, you know, I, I, I kind of feel bad for black women cause they were excluded from this for the most part. Cause back when this was happening, it was also the civil war, uh, civil war, <laughs> civil <laughs> rights. <laughs> it was also the civil war. Uh, no, it was kind of actually, but it was, uh, it was the civil rights movement. So black women were really, or women of color in general were really excluded from this second wave because they were just more worried about being considered a first class citizen just by their skin color. So, mm. um, But we'll kind of dive that into that a little bit in the third wave. And I kind of want to say that's like their own thing, too. Like, that's just their own type of feminism, which is completely fine. And I get it and more power to them. Mm. Um, But yeah, like I said, second wave feminism. Great shit. Thanks for that, you guys. I like having a choice of what I can do with my body and knowing that I could sue my husband for marital rape. Oh, yeah, that's another crazy thing. Marital rape laws didn't become a thing until, like,
1: 1990s. Same with domestic that- violence. Actually, if you look up um, ads back in the 50s and 60s, they would, like, j- touch on jokes of domestic violence and, like, beating your wife. I mean, it was I mean, still, a normal I- thing, I feel.
0: <laughs> like. Well, I mean, it's still a normal thing and it's still right? fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god like sandwich maker jokes, they never get oh, old. oh yeah
0: like they literally never
1: get old we're taking I our power did. back <laughs> <laughs> no, but, oh, but the thing okay i agree second wave feminism is great the feminine feminine mystique women being able to do what they want with their bodies and to uh you know work if they choose and don't want to be a stay-at-home mom and don't want their husband to beat their ass great I think everybody can agree with that towards the end of the second wave is when they started, um, using the phrase, the personal is political, which is kind of where identity politics began from like the end of the second wave to the third wave of feminism. And that is where they also, um, sort of touch on the fact that there were power structures where there was, um, like systematic sexism, systematic racism, that all kind of comes from second wave feminism into third wave.
0: Yeah. And that's actually, um, that's called critical theory, by the way, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to really go deep into the history of the Marxist subversion of the feminist movement and talk about critical theory, which turns into critical race theory that we're going to talk about next week. Make sure to stick with us on that one too. Um, and it's fucking wild. It's fucking wild. You know, when you have a hunch about something and you really go out of your way not to confirm that bias, but it's really hard to not find shit that confirms that bias. Well, that was this research topic. Everybody, the fucking commies are going to try to take us over by being inclusive.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And if you're not, if you sound like, Oh, I'm against inclusivity. You sound like a piece of shit, honestly. That's why they make it so hard for you to speak out against this stuff, because aren't you supposed to be accepting of everything and loving? And if you're not, you're just a piece of shit. I mean, that's kind of what their agenda is. They take legitimate equality and like normal common sense movements that people agree with and they hijack them and twist them into their own manifesto and... I mean, it's embedded in everything we see today. Like, I mean, third wave feminism is still going on as of today. And it started in the 90s mostly. And that's kind of the whole universal womanhood and um, not being a sexual object, but being able to embrace being sexy and dressing however you want. And that's kind of how like the 90s started. So like for us growing up, that's kind of the feminism we grew up with, because we obviously were already born with all of our rights and watched our parents have or our moms have those rights. And so we kind of grew up in the age where this third wave was being ushered in.
0: And kind of to touch on that, too, to give you a little background about us, like, we come, we both come from absent father households, single mothers, when they had us as teenagers like we basically had the same childhood so, so.
1: basically every female in the 90s yeah <laughs> swear, and when this yeah started to be ushered in I feel like single parent households became the norm late 80s early 90s and that's kind of I don't know if it's coincidental that that is when third wave feminism started to be ushered in I do not think that that was a coincidence
0: No, it's not. And as I like here, this is a great segue into that. So I found some really good articles on this. Uh, Let me find it real quick. I have a lot of notes, everybody be patient with me. Okay, so the epic times, definitely one of my favorite conservative news outlets, Uh, they I would also want to let you know that they totally do have an agenda when it comes to this kind of thing. The founders of epic times and NTD news and China uncensored, they're all you know, together, they, um, the owners fled China and fled the CCP and came here and started these new channel news channels to basically expose the neo-Bolsheviks, neo-Bolshev- the communists, the CCP, all of that to expose them. So this, uh, this particular article is very slanted, but I did corroborate a lot of their sites and they were right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to really break it down real quick. So the, here we go. go. I got to get my
1: thoughts together (laughs) real quick
0: because it's going to, I'm going to sound really, really problematic.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to do this in like,
0: so Karl Marx does his thing. He creates Marxism and uh, there's a lot. And then uh, like back in, I want to say like the 18 like late 1800s yeah it was like around
1: 1884
0: yeah so okay so the yeah 1884 so the Fabian society that's what it was Mm -hmm. called the Fabian society started in England and they were socialist Marxists which is basically just fucking commies And they started this society and they kind of injected themselves into the universities in England. Uh, They started teaching socialist economics, uh, cultural Marxism, just all this. uh, This makes me sound so crazy. I feel like I'm the goddamn uh, uh, Charlie, the Charlie from Always Sunny meme (laughs) when he's like... (laughs) I
1: know that's (laughs) lot." With all like the right with all the lights connected it's so hard to discuss because you feel crazy even connecting the dots yeah. and saying it but it's legitimately what we are seeing today currently yeah unfolding.
0: Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to read straight from my notes so I don't fuck it up. So here's the Fabian society. They're socialist Marxists. They're different because they didn't want like bloody class warfare. Oh, okay, now that's coming back to me. So these socialist Marxists are different from actual Marxism because with Karl Marx, like he actually wanted like a legitimate war between the classes, between the working people and the elites or the bourgeoisie, the bougies. We're just going to call them the bougies. Uh, so they, the Fabian society believed that this is a long game war sounds familiar because it's kind of how the CCP works too. So it's a long game cultural war. So they kind of started their own thing in 1884. They injected themselves into the British institutions, like their universities and everything. And they started the London school of economics and became the actual British labor party. The labor party is still a thing. Like sounds it's the familiar. opposing party. Yeah, they're the opposing party. They're basically the British Democrats. Like, that's what they are right now. They oppose Brexit, and they're all the woke leftists. And um, Boris Johnson, their PM, their prime minister, mm-hmm. is actually from the Conservative Party, which is their Republicans. So just a little background on that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then they started the Frankfurt School, which was founded in 1923 in Gotham University. So this was actually in Germany. And guess what they were
1: let me guess <gasps> they're Jews oh, Germany. <laughs> what are we talking about now
0: yeah so these secular Jews from Germany I, I like all I can think about now is that fucking meme I made between the three Spider-Men and they're all pointing at each other it's <laughs> the United States the neo Bolsheviks, and the Zionists and they're all pointing on who's trying to like blaming each other who's all trying to take over the fucking world right
1: now <laughs> right, right? Like, really which one like yeah, I feel like they're it's like all the same entity.
0: It, it really is in the end. Like, anyway, so
1: have a so these, of destroying our culture as we know. Yeah,
0: it. literally. Yeah, the Zionists and the neo-Bolsheviks are all teaming up together to destroy American culture or Western Western culture. That's really what it mm-hmm. fucking is. Imperial. So, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so they actually came from Frankfurt, germany and they saw hitler coming to power and they're like bro we got to get the fuck out of here so guess who funded them to come over and put them into or like our leading like institutions like it was fucking princeton it was columbia it was uc berkeley and i can't remember the other one off the top of my head where is it the Mm -hmm. ivy league basically yeah the ivy league schools does this sound familiar, everybody? So <laughs> anyway, guess what foundation or what family funded these people to come over?
1: I don't even The Rockefellers. I was going to say, the, <laughs> we literally yeah. sound like lunatics, but this is just yeah, factual well, information yeah factual information
0: obviously this is from the epic times so they have more of a slant on it but like this is shit you could look up on socialistmarxist.org or whatever that website is i can't remember what it was called but like this is like factual information that i'm not even fucking around like, with you
1: right now read the manifesto yourself
0: yeah actually yeah people should literally read the communist manifesto mm-hmm. themselves and then read about karl marx because then when you read about karl marx you're like Well, you're a hypocrite. Like, I don't get it. Like this dude, (laughs) this dude who came from a wealthy family was like, yeah, fuck the elites. Sound
1: familiar?
0: Yeah, sound familiar. Every fucking,
1: I know every rich white kid in Antifa right now.
0: Yeah well I mean not Antifa but at least the neoliberals or whatever coming out of fucking Harvard like they're like yeah fuck the bourgeoisie and they're fucking at Harvard like make it make
1: make sense (laughs) Driving their BMWs (laughs) to the fucking riot Yeah
0: like it just anyway so they come over and they start uh, basically like injecting cultural Marxism into our universities and they Start kind of like brainwashing the students, which sound familiar. It's <laughs> happening right, right now. Totally. I mean, look at Evergreen. Yeah, look at Evergreen with the Brett and Eric, we- uh, Brett and Heather Weinstein. Like they got kicked out because of this shit. Like mm-hmm. it's literal indoctrination. And also, I kind of want to back up with the Fabian Society or Fabian Society. Like their actual logo was a tor- uh, was a tortoise or a turtle, because they knew that this was going to be a long, slow right. process. Of subverting these movements, and it's like it's not even just feminism. Like they subverted uh, Black Lives Matter. Like mm-hmm. the people who run Black Black Lives Matters are legitimate Marxists.
1: And yeah, literally, the woman who does the fundraising for Black Lives Matter is an actual domestic terrorist who helped bomb yeah. the Capitol and believes in Marxism. And let me, she's white. She's a white yeah. woman who controls the funding of Black Lives Matter. So basically yeah, and I'm going to I was gonna say basically ahead. it looks like they take legitimate movements that anybody would be for and they hijack them and anybody who's kind of an outlier gets written off.
0: Yeah, it's I I really do think that white women are going to be the downfall of this fucking country. Like that's really <laughs> what do. it's. Yeah, like I mean like I really do like liberal white women well, I don't even want to say liberal because I'm a liberal. Like, that's the fucking crazy thing. It's like, I kind of want to separate myself, separate myself from these liberal white women because they make me look bad. Like, I tell people, like, I'm liberal. They're like, oh, my God. I'm like, no, like, I'm like the cool, like, 2009 liberal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I'm the normal liberal, not the market. i like leftist.
0: Yeah, like I didn't go to university. I actually have a high school education and I almost failed that. So that's You're why like I'm a,
1: not I'm, like I'm okay, okay with gay so. marriage, weed smoking, uh Chad liberal and they're like the fucking crazy Marxist fucking Yeah. they
0: have yeah, the looking like Kamala's stepdaughter. <laughs> but anyway go Okay, so here are the dudes that came over from the Frankfurt School and got like put into our universities. Their names are Herbert Marus, Max Horkheimer, Eric Fromm, and Theodore Adomer. Uh, so Horkheimer, uh Horkheimer, Hockheimer, Kockheimer cocksucker, I don't know what the fuck his name is. I'm gonna say, Horkheimer.
1: Developed-
0: <laughs> <Honkheimer>, yeah, <laughs> he fucking developed a uh, critical theory curriculum.
1: And Ooh, sound familiar,
0: sound familiar. So he developed critical theory curriculum, and this basically means anyone living underneath a capitalist society, even unbeknownst to them, are oppressed and enslaved.
1: Like, that's, that's what it fucking is. Sound familiar? Every leftist I see says working a nine to five is slave labor, nobody should be working forty hours and be in poverty. Or just yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah. And I don't even want to go into the whole economics of all of that bullshit. Like I'm sorry. I do believe in slave, not slave waiver. You're a wage slave. Yeah. I do believe in that though. Yeah. I do believe in that. Wage slaves is a thing and it's really hard to break out of. And that's more of a um that's more of a personal problem.
1: That's showbiz.
0: Sorry. Baby. That's <laughs> showbiz, baby. Like that's more of a fucking, that's more? more of a personal problem. Yeah, you want yeah, more like do more, sorry take the risk. Like that's, that's basically what it happens. Take the fucking risk and either fail or succeed or mm-hmm. fail, 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 then succeed. Like that's just life in general. But mm-hmm. anyway, I don't even want to go into that. So he come he came up with critical theory and there's a book and if anyone has it, they should like mail it to me or something. Um, Cause Amazon doesn't sell it at all which doesn't come to any surprise to me but it's called cry havoc the great american bring down and how it happened apparently this book yeah i'm gonna say that again cry havoc the great american bring down and how it happened apparently this book really breaks down what i'm talking about and doesn't sound so tinfoil hatty. um but anyway so there's a whole book about it but Let me go to my next page of my
1: notes. I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yep. Okay. So, John, so with the rise of Hitler, they dipped from Germany.
1: Oh, my God. You can buy it on Amazon for $605.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise. Oh, it was was out of stock when I checked yesterday. (sighs) So, they came in and they were injected into our schools. And, I mean, like, at that point, like, it's kind of history from there. You know what I mean? Like, we see we see the rise of uh, Marxist ideas. Like, we get out of the Red Scare or the um, – is it the Red Scare in the 50s? Is that what it was called?
1: Yeah, I believe. Let me
0: Macar- – Like, McCarthyism? I might be using those uh, those terms a little bit wrong. But, you know, I found an article from – Yeah, uh, it
1: is. Red 19- Scare- the Red Scare is, yeah, during the Cold War, McCarthyism and widespread fear of communist takeovers –
0: yeah, we should have kept that energy up <laughs> to be perfectly. <laughs> if we could bring that back, yes. that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> like, enough. I like I swear to God, I feel like Gran Torino, uh, <laughs> fucking Clint Eastwood, like, or fucking Red from the 70s show. And he's like, goddamn commies. Like, really? that's literally me now. Anyway, I found this article from New York Times from October of 1989. So this was mm-hmm. like like um, not even like a week and a half before the Berlin Wall fell. So there was a, like, there was a lot of disruption and in the Soviet Union, East Germany, a lot of protests, blah, 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 mm-hmm. Anyway, but um, I, I thought it was really funny because the tone of that article and from what I was reading from it, like a lot of these university professors were afraid to come out as Marxists, but they were starting to realize like, oh, it's, you know, it's be, like they're being accepted as a mainstream thought mm-hmm. and as and as um being able to be open about it and be able to have these discussions in the universities and i just want to bring one quote that i just thought was fucking hilarious and did not age well at all so it says it's been talking about uh marxism. It's been diluted to the point where it's very thin gruel. Some of my young colleagues call themselves neo-Marxists. I can't see much of a difference between their views and mine, and I call myself a liberal democrat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't say. All right. Here we go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like anyway, and it was just yeah, so it was just kind of really interesting uh and then it kind of goes on to um like <sighs> Hold on. Getting all, I got, I got to catch on my breath. For example,
1: right, getting all hot and heavy over this.
0: I'm getting all hot and heavy. Talk so, about the like, communists. there's a lot of <laughs> talking about the communists. As you can tell, I don't know if you can notice, but my cheeks are getting all flushed. Like, what kind of gets me like a little bit confused about third wave feminism and Marxism and this whole thing is. With Marxism itself, we already talked, I already mentioned that Karl Marx like actually had the world figured, like he thought he had the world figured out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he knew the future and he knew the past and he had it figured out. Well, when third wave feminism came around, there's a philosophy called deconstructionist. And at least for like my understanding, a deconstructionist is someone who really asks questions about the assumptions of a statement um this is something that zach does and i do and honestly it's just it's a personality defect and it's just mental masturbation like that's all it is and that's really what i mean like in my opinion that's really what third wave mm-hmm. feminism is in general it's just mm-hmm. fucking a big huge circle jerk of or bean flickers you know talking about like what is what is feminism what are yeah, yeah. and we're gonna. And we're gonna really get into gender roles a little bit later because I get fucking heated about this shit so mm-hmm. much.
1: That's like gender where, roles
0: are.
1: I was gonna say that's kind of where the whole universal womanhood thought comes forward and um, yeah. stabilizing what a body, gender, sexuality, and uh, heteronormal heteronormality is that how you say? Yeah, 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 even a. yeah. So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: That's like, I mean. Uh, like you said, for third wave, that's when the whole bringing back our power, calling each other bitches. Like, I didn't even think about it, but I've been like, hey, bitch, what's up? That's a part of third wave fe- Third wave feminism is calling each other sluts, whores, bitch, um, encouraging uh, experimentation with gender and sexuality, a lot of ambiguity. Ha- you know, like I grew up thinking tomboy, like I was a tomboy as a child. I climbed trees, oh, like I was-, yeah. was ambiguous. And that is a part of third wave feminism that I didn't even realize was, I mean, being accepted in the nineties pretty much for the first time per se. And like, you could see it on TV and little girls doing boy activities. Mm -hmm. So that was a part of that. And um, third wave feminism in the nineties also brought in the fact that feminism is a part of a larger oppression, like racism, ageism, classism and ableism and that's kind of how they've been able to take hijack feminism and make it into feminism for all equality for all where it branches yeah. from women to whatever they define it, a woman.
0: Yeah. And it was, and I kind of want to go back on that thought because now I just remembered from doing all this research. So going into uh, back into the deconstructionist. So Karl Marx actually did kind of believe in gender roles, like a woman, like, you know, being just being a woman and being a man and blah, 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 blah. blah. So this was, this is called cultural Marxism. And this is actually when they start injecting Freudism into it, like good old, our, yeah. good old boy Freud or Freud or Freud, Freud right? Freud, Freud. I am a, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so they started injecting Freud into it, and a lot of Marxists, a lot of communists, were actually completely opposed to it. And the dude that that did it, he was actually one of the professors that got brought over from the Ro- with the uh, uh, by Rockefeller into our universities. And I gotta f- figure out it was uh Hyric Hyric Reich. It was Reich. That's his name. Reich. Uh, like he uh, started talking about basically freud shit like like how the breakdown yeah freud he started merging freud and marx around the 1930s um was not successful and when i like but when the 1960s hit with the free love like that's when it kind of took off because the whole thing about marxism and communism is literally the breakdown of the nuclear family because they want this they want the state to be your husband and your father and your mother. Like that's, that's really what it came mm. from. And, but going to the whole Fruity and thing, like with Reich, he's like, he even specifically believed that there was no, uh, there was no revolution without a sexual revolution and a sexual revolution is basically, ho- you know, spreading your hoe wings and being able to soar and then breaking down gender roles. And then, you know, uh, queer theory is the one that um, really, you know, that bothered us the most because now we have like non-binary and binary and femme presenting and all these different genders. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, this really does come from cultural Marxism and from uh, Reich injecting Freudianism into
1: it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: it's an attempt to erase sexual taboos and letting people free love essentially for Marxism, at least, meant to take away all sexual taboos including incest and um, how you said that free love started around the 1960s and the whole hoe wings and um, i actually have an interesting statistic so when that kind of became a thing and the nuclear family started to break down um, in 1960 only five percent of children were born to an unwed single mother and now currently as of 2020 40% 40 percent of children are born to a single mother.
0: Yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that because I just like I have a I have a memory. so I was I wasn't a single teenage mother but I was a teenage mother mother. I had my first daughter at I was like what 19 or something yeah, like that yeah I was 19.
1: <laughs> yeah, same Very with her cool. like single we were raised in a single mother household from teenage unwed mothers. And then we were we, unwed mothers.
0: Yeah. But what's hilarious to me is that I have a memory about getting pregnant and then trying to leave my oldest daughter's father and my mom and my grandmother, my grandmother, there wasn't a single teenage mother, but you know, she married an alcoholic and was divorced when my mom was like really, too, like really young. But anyway, so, um, they told me they're like, Oh yeah, if you break up with him, single moms get so many government benefits. They get food stamps and they exactly. get insurance and you could get Section A, like basically being a welfare queen. And like I didn't really think, obviously, I had no idea like the implications of that because I was an uneducated 19-year-old mm-hmm. having I was a child having a child. But like now that I am well aware of this, like being a single mother has been glorified and it's supported by the state Mm -hmm. and like all these statistics that are coming out is uh i mean we all see it like we have all these single uh, all these uh, all these boys or all these men in prison oh it was a beautiful quote from a from a youtube video that i watched the other day about what's happening to our um our boys uh where's it at Prisons are basically centers for dad-deprived boys.
1: It's true. And yeah, I mean, not to rag on single mothers or anything, because a lot of the times it's not really their fault per se, but we have bred a cultural uh, normality between like being a single mother, uh, raising kids by yourself, deadbeat dads, and kind of letting them off the hook. That's like almost the, the norm at this point. And like you said, single parents mostly mothers, do get all this government assistance. You see two-parent households who are struggling, like barely above poverty, and they are not given the help from the state. So it's like the state breeds this kind of um, relationship where, between like single mothers and struggling families and not getting married in order to thrive off the state. And that's literally Marxism. That is the yeah. goal of breaking down the family unit. So, that you don't have each other, and that's more of just a community. Because um, Karl Marx and Engels actually believed that family was like the basis of private property. Like, uh, you have a family, you have private property, you have your own things. And they obviously do not want that. So, um, the absence of family creates the absence of owning private property, and basically, becoming i don't know like your dependent daddy's the state basically
0: yeah yeah you become dependent on the state and it's kind of and it's kind of crazy too because uh right here it's i have here's a here's a note from reich and i'm just uh i'm just going to read the note verbatim because i don't want to screw this up uh reich blamed the nuclear family and traditional conservative values on the rise of nazism
1: like <laughs> wow, literally weird why wow strike again right
0: Yeah, isn't that weird that conservatives are being people with conservative values are being compared to Nazis? Like, this isn't intentional. I mean, this isn't coincidence. It is Mm -hmm. intentional. Like, that's like, this is probably one of the most important shows that we've done. So we can really like break this down. Like, so anyway, I'm going to go on before I go on that rant. So Reich blamed the nuclear family and traditional conservative values on the rise of Nazism. And he saw the family as the main reason for the reproduction of, oh, uh, for the reproduction of sexual repression. Okay, so I'm gonna backtrack a little bit back to the fraudism. Mm. Uh So Reich believed that um, how can I how can I say this? That like being poor and being living in like shitty housing led to sexual repression, and he thought primitive cultures, like I don't know, South Pacific cultures or like you know primitive mm. native indigenous cultures, he thought they actually didn't experience sexual repression which isn't true they, they did experience it uh because they did not because ha- they literally didn't have a class system. like kind
1: he, of he, odd he, that they yeah look at sexual liberation as like the basis of it's a it's- society it's really bizarre to me
0: Well, I remember going, like, I'm just going to inject this a little bit before I go on with my notes, but I remember listening to Douglas Murray on Joe Rogan when he came out with The Madness of Crowds, and he mentioned, and this really stuck out to me, that he mentioned that when a civilization starts uh, dabbling in transgenders, uh, hermaphrodites, and, like, started blurring the lines of gender and sexuality, that that was a sign that their civilization was about to collapse. Like, it happened with the Greeks, and it happened with the Romans, apparently. I, I haven't looked into it. I mean, I, I kind of trust what Douglas Murray says, because he's a smart, well-read, well-educated mm-hmm. dude. So, you I know, like, that's... Food for, yeah, I mean, like, food for thought, though. But anyway, so uh, he believed that sexual repression was, like, a class system issue. And... The ruling class kept the masses like the elites kept the masses by keeping them uh, like keeping them them sexually repressed and poor. So, so he believes, hold on, so he okay. believes that in order for there to be a class revolution, there needs to be a sexual revolution at the same time. and it's kind of crazy because i mean, it, it i don't it's coming true like it's it's a self fulfilled po- prophecy. Mm-hmm. that's really what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's kind of like reflecting now as to where if you choose to be a traditional feminine woman who is monogamous, raises your children, you're like vanilla, you aren't sleeping with a lot of people, you're looked at as like lame, a pick-me-bitch, square, um, anti-feeling. Feeling a little attacked? Yes. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) For me, personally, I am monogamous. I'm traditional. I... Definitely fit into gender roles. I believe men should work, make money, support their families. So people look at me like I'm a pick-me bitch. I make dinner every night. I do all the laundry. I cook, I clean. I was raised by... (laughs) You're like, bitch. No, I was raised by my grandparents, actually, who are traditional as well. So that's what I'm comfortable with. But I really don't care if someone wants to be a hoe or do whatever they want. But I do. I have been attacked multiple times by saying that I am not a feminist. I'm a pick me. It's ridiculous that I would only want to be a mom or which, by the way, eventually I will work. But I have been told that being like feminine is wrong. I am anti-women for being traditional. I am anti-woman for like I I don't know it's just like if I'm not out clubbing with my girls and being like fuck you kids and working and struggling you're not a woman which I kind of feel like the single mother hustler stereotype is glorified but it's like struggling is not glorifying like you're a hustler you're working you're providing for your own like I'm sorry that you're not like being taken care of I don't know in yeah. my opinion, that's yeah, not okay.
0: I could, I mean, like, and I could actually kind of attest because I, um, especially coming again from our background and then experience it, experience all this myself personally, like I've grown. Over like I my my ideas have shifted a lot when it comes to gender roles. I mean, when I first had, you know, when I first started getting relationships, like I came from my grandmother raised me, my grandfathers, all my grandfathers were fairly absent in my life. Actually, yeah, all my grandfathers were my, you know, my paternal and my maternal grandfathers were absent. Like I did not have a male role model until it was probably about like 13 years old and, and it's was already too late and um like if you want daddy issues oh right. I got fucking daddy issues <laughs> anyway so but like my idea and I find this also really funny so anyway I my views on single being a single mother and it being glorified and thinking I was such a bad bitch and blah 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 you know doing this on my own and I don't need no man like I was like that in my early 20s and then I kind of like grew up and started actually looking at the statistics and really realizing like how important having a father is in your life and you and i can both attest to it i just recently lost my father back in june uh back in june of 2020 and it was really hard because he was really young you know Mm -hmm. and i kind of had to deal with that stack trauma there you go my dad yeah, you know, yeah. Losing my dad and, you know, not having a father and watch mm-hmm. and then watching my dad die. You know what I mean? But my point is, it's just like, I've really realized that how important it is to have a male role model in any child's life, a, a mainly, mainly a boy's life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, having a father and a, and a uh, woman's life is just as important, but I think it's a little bit more so important in boys. But also when it comes to like gender roles, like, you know me. I mean, like, I fucking, like, I really do oppose the whole, like, the man is the head of the household, and then the woman is suburbient. Like, for me, that makes no sense. When I was married, I married a very traditional Mexican Catholic into a very yeah. traditional Mex- Mexican so Catholic though. family. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Raph. <laughs> <laughs> he was so yeah he's like alpha beta i don't even know he was a plus b equals c square or something like i don't like or d square like i don't know how to explain it but anyway but my point is it's like
1: you're like i'm not uh, serving your plate bitch basically
0: yeah well now i do so now i'm a fucking trad mexican wife but my point is it's like i like really Pushed the whole gender roles thing aside, because I just don't like the idea of being mm-hmm. subservient to a man. Like a man is my partner. He needs to share the household chores with me. He needs to share raising the children with me. Like I always believe that. Mm-hmm. But the reality of that, it's not real. that's not that's not the reality. like i I am an armchair human behavioral evolutionist. Like this shit is my fucking mm-hmm. jam. There is a reason why we have gender roles. Exactly. There, it's it's there is okay, fun fact real quick. 97.8% of societies throughout the entire world rely on women doing the domestic cooking, the cleaning and raising of children. It's ingrained in us for a certain for a reason and it's because we need the nuclear family and now these commun like communism is coming in and they're subverting this entire like really literally disrupting the natural process,
1: yeah. The of only, how people are, the only reason we're able to be controlled in this way is because obviously we have a society, a culture, um, rules. So the only reason these gender roles are not able to apply is because we're being told that they don't matter. Biologically, they matter. Biologically, men and women are different. If you look it up, women literally have a different brain than men. The way we are wired is different. Women are by nature nurturing, supposed to, we bear the children. We obviously are supposed to be more hands on with our children. And to just say that there is no factual basis behind this is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. like going and observe animals, they have roles. We are apes with a smartphone money and social media and we are just told what to do and just to ignore science and that we can ignore biology apparently that's the one science we're allowed to ignore
0: yeah and i get fucking heated about this shit i get as you can tell i get really heated i'm, all sweating. This you're
1: like, you're I'm
0: right? all sweating i'm like okay <laughs> hey, where's my where's my hair <laughs> where's, where's my hair i try to put my
1: exactly. and that's i but, feel uh, like this is why feminism was like kind of an easy hijack and now like back on the whole third wave feminism thing now we have intersectional feminism which includes women of all races like you had said that black women latina women just women of color were left out of second wave kind of because of just how we were as a society then with race but now black women are included yes they still have some i guess work that needs to be done for women of all races but to include i feel okay here's my personal opinion I feel like we are moving more towards like gender and um, that kind of inclusivity, Inclusivity, am I saying that right? Yeah. (laughs) And we aren't even focusing on biological women's rights anymore. Um, Like how you had stated queer theory and free love and all those Marxist talking points and theories and legitimate beliefs of Marxism are overshadowing the true meaning of feminism at this point. Like black women are on the back burner to like trans women, for instance. Like, for instance, Joe Biden gets in office, signs an executive order for transgender individuals before they've addressed any sort of race issue. Um, men, biological men and women's sports hurts women. All of these things are completely devolving the first and second wave of feminism in order for inclusivity and being accepting and woke. And all it's doing is destroying the first and second wave of feminism and redefining what makes a woman a woman and leaving women of color on the back burner to push this weird free love agenda.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, it's literally subverting um, American values and it's, it's disgusting. Like,
1: uh, and women who uh, suffer from the single motherhood and, um, abortions and all that are black women, black women disproportionately have to raise their children as single mothers in poverty, um, are pushed, uh, without resources, to uh, you know grow and instead of focusing on that section of feminism we're immediately pushing into the whole gender thing and i mean that's a
0: non-problem it's it's a non-issue yeah i mean it literally gender is a non-issue to me yeah and in, i mean obviously to most people probably listening to this like you know if you present yourself one way that's fine but saying that gender is a s- social construct is absolutely false exactly it's
1: absolutely false exactly and And why are we focusing on biological men and what makes them comfortable as they are saying they're a woman? And this is pre-op men. I'm sorry. This is pre-op men who are trans women transitioning, may or may not be on hormones yet, who are getting treatment that is like, oh, here, join our sports, come in our prisons, go in our locker room. Has anybody asked women how they feel about this? Or is this another white man passing laws on women that benefit biological males? Why don't we focus on women of color and biological women's feelings and rights before we go and just throw men into our sports and our bathrooms and our locker rooms and make their feelings matter more than ours? How does that make sense? It's completely Uh, devolving, deconstructing everything that these women fought for.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, I think they would really be rolling over in their graves right now, to be honest. But like going on to the breakdown of the nuclear family and how this is a communist um, subversion, it's kind of funny because it's not funny. Actually, it's really, really fucking terrifying. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, so actually, so I found a essay wrote from Alexandra Colenti from uh I really butchered, butchered her last name. From She wrote this in Soviet Russia back in the 1920s. And I just kind of want to um, say uh, direct quotes from her, from her article that was printed out. Mm-hmm. And this pretty much sums up what we're talking about. And it's a very, very familiar to what it, what's going on today. And then also what the globalists are trying to do with the, uh, with the great reset. Like this is all connected again. This is all connected. This isn't a coincidence. This is strategically being played out before our eyes. And if no one, like if no one sees this for what it is, it's going to happen and we're fucked mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. But anyway, going to, um, to the quote, it says, the state does not need the family because domestic economy is no longer profitable. The family distracts the worker from more useful and productive labor. The woman in communist society no longer depends upon her husband, but on her work. She need no anxiety about her children. The state will assume responsibility for them. The state will, uh, marriage will lose all the elements of material calculation, which will cripple the family life. Uh, And here's another one. Uh, Let me see
1: there goes that whole girl boss hustler waking up every day Yeah, being a, a woman hustler, girl boss. It's glorified and it's put on a pedestal as being like a woman who does it all, but women shouldn't have to do it all, all the time. That's exactly the narrative they push of being a strong woman. And you can only be a strong woman if you take on all of these things at once. That is, yeah, it, of- you know, That's the new definition of a strong woman who can work, raise her kids, get ready, do everything. And that if you don't fit into that mold of pushing yourself and like marrying your work and being independent, you're weak.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, And I'm not hating on the single mothers out there that are doing it all on their own because their baby daddies, you know, dropped Mm -hmm. our shit or abusive or whatever. Like, I'm glad it's easy to get divorced. You know what I mean? Exactly. God, I'm fucking glad it's really easy to get a divorce. But it's just like, at the same time, in the end, the only people who truly suffer are our children. Mm -hmm. And the statistics show that, you know what I mean? But here's a... Here's a couple more quotes, real quick, before we wrap this up, because I actually have to uh, go get my kids. (laughs) I have to go be a trad wife. Sorry. I got to go be a trad wife and fucking shuttle my kids around. God damn it. (laughs) But, uh, so here's a couple more. And then we'll also talk about the World Economic Forum after this too. But worker state will come to replace the family. Society will gradually take upon itself all the tasks that before revolution fell to the individual parents. The aims of communist society are quite different. Communist society sees that the old type of family is breaking up and all the old pillars which supported the family as a social unit are being removed.
1: Essentially, like, what's happening is men are being emasculated while women are being pushed forward to be independent and children are just kind of stuck seeing that uh, dynamic and then going forward, that's what is being pushed. Like look at Gen Z that's right underneath us. Their views of the world are so incredibly different than we even did. And that was what, that's only like what 10 year difference. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah, only imagine like- what's going to be represented in the media and just cultural and schools That'll push this yeah. even further. And at what point is, what is the end goal here?
0: I mean, we all know what the end goal is. It's what we've been harping about this entire episode. Um, and that, you know, commies. Yeah, commies. So we, so again, the World Economic Forum, our boy Klaus Schwab and Billy Boy Gates and all of those motherfuckers Bill over at Davos. Yeah, Bill Gates. So if you just go over to worldeconomicforum.org and just search for women, every single thing that they bring up is about putting women into the work- workforce. Mm-hmm. And it seems all A-OK and all perfect. But, you know, again, it's intentional. Like the the World Economic Forum is literal social Marxism. I mean, it's literally it's a
1: great reset, and they're saying that how we're liter- doing things is wrong culturally, economically, yeah. and it's not even like you have to hunt for this shit or it's like some yeah. big conspiracy. It's just right there for anybody to see.
0: They have a whole ass YouTube channel that, or a blog post. Just Google it that says you will own nothing and you will be happy. Like
1: <laughs> I we're not even exaggerating.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not even exaggeration. And I I was watching a Douglas Kruger. Uh, YouTube video. And he's like this, he, he calls himself the uh, hungry capitalist or something like that, something capitalist, like annoying capitalist or whatever. And he specifically said like, the one thing that really, that, you know, that you don't have freedom is when you don't have property rights.
1: Exactly. And that's That's terrifying. I don't know for you, but I want to own a home. I want to pass things down and have generational wealth eventually for my children. That's the thing they do not want you to own property or have something to pass down because now they're saying yeah. generational wealth is problematic and that's privilege so if your family yeah, before you yeah if your family before you worked and created generational wealth and property that is great that should be the american dream and the goal of everybody to pass something down to their family and that is exactly what they want to make sure does not happen and that's what the whole equity and um fairness and equity and making sure everybody has the same thing it sounds good in theory but that's exactly what all of these things sound good in theory but when you really dig into the creators and their true beliefs and their cultural beliefs it's just honestly scary and it yeah it's against freedom if you really look into marxism It's just a huge community. It's basically like, do you like using a public bathroom? Does anybody prefer a public bathroom over your own personal toilet? No. That's a good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, would you, okay, do you want to shit in your bathroom or do you want to go to Walmart and shit? No, you want to be in your own home. If you are bringing communism and Marxism, we're basically just going to live in a fucking Walmart bathroom.
0: Yeah yeah i literally just tasted the smell of a walmart bathroom right now (laughs) oh god
1: with the Um, auto flush too this is the auto flush or the water like with all the fucking water
0: spraying up everywhere and it like but it goes too early while you're still sitting on it you know what you know what trans women you i want you to experience that having the walmart having the period. walmart water flush yeah yeah well having the walmart water spray up on you when you're oh, having beautiful. a heavy period of fluoro yeah experience being a woman okay <laughs> that is womanhood walmart water blood sprayed up on your butt way too early <laughs>
1: and then looking at bloody tampons (laughs) thrown all over the yeah looking
0: at bloody tampons and the that are fucking clogging the bathroom with period shit anyway equality and marxism basically summed up womanhood (laughs) womanhood summed up right there and i know all the girls listening right now are probably fucking cracking up laughing because we've all been
1: there exactly like you know if you got some fucking walmart water on your booty you can understand why communism is a bad thing that's the <laughs> We're, going. Um, We're like, so basically, public toilets are for communists. communists like, a- a-
0: communism. communism. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it without fucking. I mean.
1: <laughs> but okay. that is like the truest analogy I can use. Do you prefer your toilet or do you want to use a porta potty? That is capitalism versus communism. Mm
0: hmm and also with the whole going back to the wf okay we're going to talk about serious stuff now <laughs> so going back to, the, to going back to the wef so they're pushing women into it, literally every single thing is about trying to do the gender gender uh not pay not even pay gap gender gender gap in work in uh, the work community and how meritocracy is actually not a thing because everyone has their own biases and blah 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 i mean I learned that I'm a racist on their website it was a lot of fun <laughs> that I'm misogynist and racist because sure. I have unconscious biases but you know they're also like the thing with that is like who's going to watch the kids when their women are at work
1: obviously the state exactly what I was going to say and they're going to teach their curriculum which is what
0: no which is critical theory we already uh, like in uh california we already have critical theory being taught in our curriculums like i think i'm in like the safe zone because i'm in orange county and we're maga country and we're all a bunch of white supremacists apparently <laughs> i don't know i have i mean i've experienced it here but to be fair i've experienced more racism in arizona than i have ever experienced here in orange county You're but my whole yeah, I digress. life yeah seriously my whole fucking life but um yeah but I'm a colonizer so we um so you know the state's gonna watch it watch it and they're like we need to do free daycare and I could go on a whole ass rant about oh why affordable daycare is not good don't even get, get what
1: started you started because you daycare. get
0: what you fucking yeah because you get what you fucking pay for mm-hmm. in the end when You'll,
1: there'll be that. like one 16 year old girl watching 30 newborns no fucking thank you
0: yeah exactly but that's the thing and it's just an indoctrination just like public school system and i mean like i don't even want to like i love my kids school system because i'm in like i'm in a, i'm a, in a literal bubble i'm as safe as i can get in california mm-hmm. in call before Newsom before and fuck shit shits up but like this is this is how it works this is the long game that they're pay- playing and it's not just like you know the Soviets or whatever it's the CCP. Hmm. I mean, it's all these Marxists, -Marxists, neo-Marxists, neo-Bolshevik, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They have been playing the long game for the last hundred years and it's coming. It's all coming to fruition, and I could go on a whole nother thirty-minute rant about the rise of Mal and where we're at in the uh, in the revolution. Mm-hmm. In there, I think it's the color revolution is where we're at right now, where all the universities and all the students are uprising against the um, against the masses, and it's pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. We're in phase one, and phase two is when uh, everyone dies.
1: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> everyone dies.
0: Yeah, can we, like, not do that? How about you guys – I got to wrap this up because I actually have to get going. How about we uh, talk about sharing this podcast episode to all your friends? We're on Spotify, and we're on Apple Podcasts, and we're going to be on YouTube, Bitshoot, Rumble, and you get to see our pretty little faces because we're about to get killed at the Capitol, <laughs> and I just have all this stack trauma. But anyway, so –
1: and if you're yeah, for, I, gotta, I gotta wrap this up I was gonna say if you're for Marxism come argue with us on Telegram we'd love to hear your opinion and we'd love to debate you so if you have any leftist friends send them our way we would love oh, to I, them.
0: I would love to have a Marxist on here to be honest and I don't like I don't even want to like be mean either you know what I mean that like I sense. really would just <laughs> you're like actually I want to make him cry yeah. uh but you know again uh make sure to share this episode because I we put so much work into this. I mean, I study and listen, and just I take so many notes. I mean, if you're watching. I know I got color coded notes, people. Uh, I got I got no, no, right? I got facts. I got everything. So we also are starting a Patreon. Please look us up Russian this information donate like i will i love doing this and i just want to help we not just me we just want to help wake people up and let you guys know that the commies are fucking winning and we need
1: to stop them <laughs> exactly. like we need to stop them now <laughs> <laughs> and we need some better lighting
0: yeah we need a ring light well i got i got a window right here i got some natural light coming in so you can see my complexion but we again we have a patreon Reach out to us on um, Instagram because Facebook sucks. And I am not on Gab. We're also on Telegram. My Instagram handle is Pokemom, P O K, the number three, the letter M as in mom, O M. Jasmine.
1: And I am at Based Girls Club underscore underscore R P. Based as in Based to God. Girls Club. Yeah.
0: Or you could just go to our Instagram handle, Russian Disinformation, with a period between the two words, and that's it. And then all of our other handles are on there. We have a Telegram channel. We're on YouTube, Rumble, Bitshoot. It's all going to be under Russian Disinformation. Uh, also, again, shout out to Steaks for Breakfast podcast. We're really excited, and we're going to be even more problematic, and I'm going to be busting out some Thomas Cole quotes that everyone's not going to like. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta but be busting out the fat, so be ready. And also next week, our friend Jessica is gonna be on with us. We're gonna talk about the new world order and how Kamala Harris is uh like uncannily representing the revelations with the woman in scarlet. Yeah,
1: well, that's <laughs> wearing pretty, her that pearls. Scary, but yeah, yeah. So we're gonna so go into that. We're we're basically here to tell you how the communists are taking over in a different way every week,
0: every week, every week. But anyway, thanks for listening thanks. and tuning in. I gotta go be a trad wife. This is Austin. This is Jasmine. And this is Russian Disinformation.